Many of us who grew up in Wisconsin were raised with the tradition of the fall deer or turkey hunt, or spent summers fishing along the banks of cold water streams. I have memories of going to the local shoe and gun store to buy my fishing license. These days, hunters and anglers do this through a website. While there, users can choose to give to the Cherish Wisconsin Outdoors Fund. I wanted to learn more about this fund and the work it supports. I started by speaking with Ann Rice. She's the public land specialist with the Bureau of Wildlife Management at the DNR. Cherish Wisconsin Outdoors Fund is a partnership between the Natural Resources Foundation of Wisconsin and the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. And it was made possible by a legislative act in 2012 and relies on the generous donations by citizens across the state and beyond. This fund protects, restores, and improves habitat for Wisconsin's plants and animals. So it provides an opportunity for the public to invest in the public lands and waters where they recreate. Wisconsinites are stepping up. Yes. So uh, at least in the last two years, donations have increased. So uh, during the last full license year, which runs a little bit into February of 2023, approximately $345,000 was donated by 80,708 unique contributors. Um, And then this year so far, uh, to date when we pulled the data, approximately $360,000 had been donated to the Cherish Fund. In 2023, 53% of those donations came from hunters, and 35% were given by anglers. Other donations may be made by state residents who use the system to register recreational vehicles. Like boats and uh, ATVs, that type of vehicle. So you need to get your ATV sort of a certification through the DNR as well. Um, So those are the types of vehicle registrations people would um, purchase through Go Wild. And really, you need to create an account. And um, a lot of people like like me, for example, who don't have an ATV or a boat and don't hunt or fish, um, wouldn't necessarily even need to use Go Wild. But if you're going to buy any type of product like a hunting license or those registrations, then Go Wild is the place to create your account. Anne says that donations to the fund can also be made independent of the Go Wild system. Yeah, so actually even on our uh, DNR website, you can search for Cherish and uh, you'll be able to get to uh, the link to donate from uh, the website there. But you can also go to wisconservation.org. So it sounds like Wisconsin, but it ends with a W-I-S-C-O-N. S-E-R-V-A-T-I-O-N dot org slash cherish. So that's just a great place where you can go and you can donate any amount. Um, A lot of our contributions off the Go Wild site is maybe uh, an average of $4 per user. But, you know, my birthday last year, I think I donated $50 just because (laughs) I want to support the habitat management on our DNR managed lands as well. And uh, so people can donate whatever amount they're comfortable with. On that site. The Cherish Wisconsin Outdoors Fund, currently valued at $2 million, has supported 10 different projects in 10 counties since 2017. It has already impacted 4,000 acres of DNR managed lands and a mile and a half of stream. As the fund grows, more funding is available to property managers to create wildlife habitat and recreational opportunities for everyone.
Yeah, so there were three projects. This is the first year that we were able to fund three projects uh, with the cherished distribution, they call it. So annually, there's a distribution. NRF manages the, the funds um, and distributes based on a calculation that they make uh, that's able to sustain the fund growing over time. And um, this year, we were able to fund projects in Jefferson, Portage, and Sauk counties. And in Jefferson, uh, the work is going to go towards restoration at the Waterloo Wildlife Area and the Embedded State Natural Area. And then in Portage County, they will be working on grassland restoration for prairie chickens at both the Leola and uh, Buena Vista wildlife areas. And then Sauk County, they have quite a suite of properties that they plan on using their funds to uh, do some um, oak savanna restoration. The funds granted in Sauk County will support work to improve these habitats in the Baraboo Hills, including Devil's Lake State Park, the Lower Wisconsin Riverway, and Natural Bridge State Park. To learn more about the boots-on-the-ground work being supported by the Cherish Wisconsin Outdoors Fund, I spoke with Bridget Rathman. She's the Southwest Regional Habitat Biologist with the State Natural Areas Program and is leading the habitat restoration effort for the Baraboo Hills projects. The Baraboo Hills are incredibly important. Um, as we know, their geology is really unique. We have that, that quartz right, which is super old, um, rock that has been weathered by the glaciers. Um, and because of that unique topography, we have a ton of different types of plant communities, which makes it really exciting. The Baraboo Hills is home to one of the largest contiguous blocks of oak habitat remaining in North America and has provided critical food and habitat for several game and rare or endangered plants and animals for thousands of years. Bridget says there's already 30,000 acres of land protected there. Which is huge. So that's a mix of the Nature Conservancy, Sauk County, DNR-owned, and Baraboo Range Preservation Association. And within that 30,000 acres, because of that unique topography, um, we have a lot of different types of ecosystems. So we have prairies, oak woods, oak savannas, um, which is going to help make it really resilient to climate change especially. So... As things get hotter or drier, plants can kind of move up or down and um, or around different slopes. So all the work that we're doing is going to hopefully set us up for many hundreds of years to come. This will include work on South Bluff at Devil's Lake, Wisconsin's most visited state park. So South Bluff is a really huge chunk of oak woods, many thousands of acres. And our oak woods are in trouble right now. So many of our oak trees are 100 years plus, and we know they usually stop producing acorns around 200 years. Um, and because of European colonization, removing native people from the landscapes, we've lost prescribed fire, and we've lost widespread wildfires um, because of habitat fragmentation. And oak trees love fire, so they have really thick bark, and even their leaves um, I like to think of them as like a nice crumpled newspaper that you would start a campfire with, whereas maples, for example, are like a wet magazine. So um, oaks love fire, and for many thousands of years, they outcompeted other tree species with those frequent fires. So since we have had fire gone from the landscape, a lot of those maples and other trees have grown up, and young oaks have suffered. So we know that we have old oaks, we have no young oaks, and what we need to do is we need to take out some of those other tree species and allow the young oaks to flourish and to return fire to the landscape. And that's exactly what we'll be doing at South Bluff. Bridget says that once they take out some of that overstory and get more light onto the forest floor, there's great evidence that the oaks will propagate naturally. 
And then especially when once we return fire to the landscape, we see the oaks really thrive. But if we need to, we will be able to plant trees in the future. Work on the Lower Wisconsin Riverway is taking place at Ferry Bluff. I think we hear a lot about oak savannas and oak woods, and if you want to see prime one, go to Ferry Bluff. Um, Ferry Bluff also has a glade community up top, so that's a really special, globally imperiled prairie ecosystem, and they exist only on very shallow soils. So the Baraboo Hills has one of the greatest opportunities to promote glade opportunities. Um, East Bluff is another one of those examples. So at Ferry Bluff, a lot of the work will be focused on expanding our burn unit. We've been burning there for decades, which is why it looks so awesome and super biodiverse with tons of wildflowers. Um, So we'll be expanding that, and then we're also controlling buckthorn and other invasive species. The third area of focus for the Baraboo Hills Project is Natural Bridge State Park. Bridget says that historically, there hasn't been a lot of conservation work done there. And that's a really perfect example to go out, and you'll see if you look up, Even if you don't know your tree species, you'll see some trees with huge, sprawling branches. These are the branches of mature oaks. And then you'll notice all the smaller trees, maybe like the size of your thigh in width. Um, They're all very skinny maple trees, usually. So that's a good place to see where we have these huge legacy oaks, but no young oaks coming up. Right now, they're working to thin the invasive trees and set up a burn unit. This fire is the, the critical factor here. Um, And just yesterday we were out there clearing some cedar trees from one of those really rare bedrock glades. And an exciting thing there, they actually found 11 different bumblebee species last year. So um, the work that we're doing on the glade will help that a lot. And then there's also some very degraded brome fields that have very low flower diversity. So we're going to intercede those with a pollinator-friendly mix so we can help out those bumblebees to increase in number. She adds that it's important to note that we are at a unique point in time to do something about the degradation of our important native habitat like oak savanna, oak woods, and bedrock glade. We wait 50 years, we could lose a lot of those seed-producing oak trees, and maybe our grandkids don't have oak forests. And oak forests are important because they provide habitat to way more, like a huge number of species. One example, um, oaks in the Midwest provide a home to 400 different species of moths and butterfly larvae, which is way more than any other native tree species. And then also we think about all those acorns in the fall. That's food for our squirrel friends, turkeys, deer. Um, And so it just has cascading effects. If we look at insect diversity, um, then that leads to better bird diversity. There are 135 species of breeding birds in the Baraboo Hills. So if we lose those oaks, we're going we're gonna to miss a lot of those bird species as well. And there's only 2% of oak savannas remaining in Wisconsin. And especially Natural Bridge with those big, sprawling oaks, once we can get in there and clear out some of those um, very shady trees and get fire in there, we're, we're going to help boost those numbers and re- protect anything remaining that we have left. To find out more about the Baraboo Hills Project, the work at the Waterloo Wildlife Area and Prairie, or projects at the Leola and Buena Vista Wildlife Areas, please visit wisconservation.org slash cherish. Reporting for WORT News, I'm Katherine Garvins.